If only they knew the hub for young business minds. So welcome back to the If Only They New podcast. Today we're joined by Sophie Taylor, owner of Sophie's Ice Nut Blend. Sophie, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No, that's all right. So for people that don't know your story as of yet, if you don't mind jumping straight into it, explain a bit more about who you are, what you do, and most importantly, how old you are as well. Yeah, so um, I'm, my name's Sophie, I'm 21, um, and I run a online business selling uh, vegan iced coffees, vegan nut blends, um, and yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. I always try and say, like, I normally have older, quite a lot older uh, entrepreneurs on. They're still young, but they're, they're often yeah. a lot older than you and I, because I'm 22 as well. So I often um, say, like, what was life like when you was younger? Um, but for us, like, we, we are still so young. <laughs> like, for, for you, yeah. like, what was life like at school? Was you interested in business? Or was this something you sort of stumbled upon? Or, or did you have a plan leading up, leading up to this that you wanted to get involved in business? Yeah, so like when I look back, even in like primary school, when I was maybe like eight years old, I started like, um, I printed out some like flyers on my computer and I started like a little, it didn't last long, but I started like a little um, gymnastics business right behind the shed at school. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I got in trouble for that. Um, but yeah, so I, that was like a little bit, but um my I kind of got into business I suppose in secondary school didn't really like school like I actually just really hated school um I don't think I was always just average but I was never like really good at anything and I was a lot of my friends were just very good at everything um and then when we started at GCSEs I'd done business and to, even though I knew I was good at, for some reason it didn't really click that that was what I was meant to do hmm. When I started, I tried to do some sort of media course, don't know why. Um, and then he was just like, I don't think this is the right course for you. And then I've done a business course and then that's when my business kind of started. Hmm. It, it's mad how you, you said you got told off for like printing out the flyers and doing the, the Yeah, kind of said. I think you do. I think, that's, I think that's the problem where, you know, like if you show kind of like that entrepreneurial flair, you do get in trouble for it, especially in like in school and things, you know, when people say, well, I tried to sell sweets out of my pocket and, you know, things like that, you get in trouble for those sort of things. Mm. So maybe that's why I didn't realise until a little bit later that that was what I was meant to do. Because, yeah, a lot of people were, were doing that in my school, they were selling sweets and LucasAid and, and cookies, all that sort of yeah. thing. And it was, it was so frowned upon that like people were getting kicked out and stuff for like a couple of weeks for doing it. And really? yeah, like putting in like our detention center thing and literally being penalized so much. But when you think we had the Young Enterprise Scheme, I don't know whether you've heard of that at all. Young Enterprise. No, I no. no so it's just like a, it's a, I think it's a charity that goes around to different schools, I think mostly in London. And they come around and like they help you set up a business. And our business was selling popcorn. And we was allowed to do that. But if you think the same time we were selling popcorn, there was people out there getting sent to the detention centre for selling Lucasades. It's like, how is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to congratulate one person for setting up a business in school, then you can't send the other people to the detention centre. And I think that's yeah. education. It's the, the education system is probably at there, I reckon. 
Yeah, I was just saying, I really think it's very outdated. Like, I think it sets you up for, like, the nine to five. But I think now for, like, routine and processes. But I think nowadays as well, like, the nine to five isn't as... Um, kind of safe as it used to be like people get made redundant all the time you know there's like the, the economy is like crashing especially now with like coronavirus as well so i think it, i think it's just very outdated um and i think it's a shame really because we should be like supporting people like what, with what you're doing to actually start business very young because to be honest with you the younger you start the more mistakes you can make exactly. um so yeah I, I do think it's a shame but yeah that, that's what I try and say to people as well. Like, I started my media, this, this podcast and my media group at uni. And I try and get that message across because it's like I started at uni to test my skills. And if I got anything wrong, it didn't matter because it was my own project. It didn't, exactly. I didn't put much money into it. So it's like, I think whilst you're young, I think learn as much as you can and, and just test the boundaries, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I also think like when you I also think once if you do wait till like after that time obviously there's nothing wrong with it but then you do have the pressure of like get a job pay bills you know very quickly hmm. so I think like you said like starting at like college or uni is really really good what what gave you the confidence then to like print out those flyers for example like one of your earliest projects and <laughs> and then create a business like what do you think I, I asked that because I, I'm trying to with every guest, I try and find out whether like an entrepreneur is like just made for it. Made, yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like I think it's like for me like, when I was younger, um, I would always like even with my friends, like I always wanted to like they would want to go play in the playground, and whenever they would come around my house, I'd be like, like I would always think of like money making things like car washing all these sort of things and then people don't want to when you're young people don't want to do it they want to go play it in the playground do you know what I mean so I think then you naturally I think you're born with it to some extent and I think sometimes it can die or it can then grow mm. so I do think you're kind of born with something but I do also think like your life experiences shape you like the parents that you might have people that are around you so I think it's a little bit of both to be honest with you yeah I think you're right as well like it is the education system that sort of even if you are born with it the education system can sort of dumb that down a bit and sort of stamp on you a little bit and, and then you come out the other end after a few years at, at school and you're like oh, okay I don't want to I don't want to put my entrepreneurial skills to the test I want to become a, a lawyer or a doctor or whatever and you sort of go that ordinary route don't you and did you you grew up in Essex as well is that right yeah so um yeah in Essex in Chelmsford kind of area um, where I live is very like countryside based um, so yeah it's quite a nice place to kind of grow up and there's just one like big school which takes up like the whole town centre so everyone kind of knows everyone and everyone's related to everyone yeah oh that's so cool I wish I had that I went to like a, a in obviously in south London there's so many different schools like within five minutes of each other so everyone's like really broken up and, and stuff like that but the, the reason I asked about you growing up in Essex I wondered if there was like many people that were starting their own businesses and what was sort of like the vibe over there like was many young yeah. people starting their own projects or was it all very like sort of standard as it was in South London as well yeah so like no one was really doing anything to visit you and when I got to college which is when I kind of really started my business 
no genuinely no one cared and I think I kind of regret in a way that was when I started my business so I don't regret being there but I regret kind of being around those people and I think where I was really young as well I was quite easily influenced and I think when you're like into business you're quite a social person as well so I think you like to talk to people so in a way you kind of feed other people's energy and genuinely no one like cared about their careers and what they were doing and I've always been a person where I'm always like I don't want to be in a situation where I'm like working and people talking down to me there's nothing wrong with obviously just you know getting your nine to five job absolutely nothing wrong with it but I just if I do something different I would rather do that Mm. Um, and I was really surprised no nobody cared about what they were doing and I think that did influence me a little bit negatively um I still obviously have done my business carried on with it but I think people kind of like why are you why are you doing a business so young why don't you you know have fun while she can and I was around that influence a little bit so um I kind of wish I was around different people but it's very difficult to find people which is why I think what you're doing is so good because you can kind of connect people that way um but yeah I wish I was around some more kind of entrepreneurial people um yeah it didn't massively affect me but I just wish that I would have been around better suited people at the time yeah same I feel like I'm in the same boat as well if I had people that were just interested in business if I met them at an earlier age it would have made my life so much easier I would have been involved in that conversation and would have been coming up with ideas but instead we're talking about oh what do you want to do on Saturday night or do you want to go (laughs) bike or do this and that and it's like you sort of get so distracted from it which is which is fine of course but I think ultimately if you think if you know you want to start your own business, it can sort of really delay you, you know? Yeah, I wish that I wouldn't have, because I was quite a social person, I liked to talk about what I was doing, mm. and I really wish I just wouldn't have told anyone yeah. um, until I was at a certain point, because I think that's when you get the negative influences. And even people who, like, are your friends, I don't think, I think people kind of subconsciously like say negative things, I don't think people do it on purpose, but when you're younger and you're not, you know, like you, like especially with me, like where my school, everyone that went to my primary school went to my secondary school, so everyone knew each other, it was kind of like a big bubble, Mm -hmm. so when I then left and went to college, like everything was so different and I wasn't used to like the kind of negative influences, I was very like overly positive in a way and mm. um, maybe a bit too like friendly when you be friends with everyone and I think when you do that sometimes you just take on like the wrong people and the negative people sometimes um so yeah I kind of regret that a little bit no I think you're right there and was it at college that you got the opportunity to pitch to some high profile people is that right or was it later on yes yeah so it was um in my kind of first, yeah, my first year at college. So when I first like started my business, um, I just kind of had the idea. Um, and then I'd done like the South East Young Entrepreneur. Um, I won that. And um, I mean, even before that, I, I started with the idea and then I got it into a shop, which I think then helped me, um, helped me to win that competition. And then I, um, and yeah, then after I'd done the South East Entrepreneur, I got loads of like delis and farm shops um, and very like small retailers who actually wanted to stock it. Wow. So I kind of, at the time, just like went with it. Like I, it, when I look back, I wish I would have planned a bit more to upscale, but I just went with it because I was so excited. Um, and I was doing my drinks like in that fresh kind of cup form just to do it straight away. 
um, and in terms of like when you sell it, there's a lot less legalities you have to go through. So that's kind of why I've done that. Um, and then I was selling in lots of places, but I would literally go into the places, making it up by myself, going all the way around. And then what happened is they would sell out by like midday and I couldn't get back. And then there was problems where customers were like getting a bit annoyed because they would kind of advertise and stuff that they didn't have because I wasn't there to make the next batch. Um, and at the time I was still at college, so I was literally getting up at like so, so early, going around to all the cafes. I think I just turned 17, so I didn't drive at the time. Wow. And I was, it was just, very, it, yeah, it wasn't good. I wasn't about to go forward. It was very exhausting. Um, and then, yeah, then I got the opportunity. I applied for this process to pitch to Peter Jones. Um, and you had to go through quite a long application process, like back and forth. Um, and then, yeah, I was one of like the final six to pitch to Peter Jones. So that was like an amazing experience. I was very, very nervous. Uh, looking back, I wish I wasn't that nervous because I didn't really have anything to be nervous for. Um, yeah, I was, I was really nervous. Um, and yeah, went in, done my pitch. Um, I came second in that in the end, um, which was a great experience. Um, and then I started getting my drinks into bottles and I already had like farm shops and delis and things. And then once I, it took a good um, kind of a good like year to actually get the label certified because um, there's just loads of ingredients and loads of, when it comes to vegan products, you know, there's so much. Um, so again, I wish I would have known that. Um, but yeah, I was selling in, I then got selling in loads more farm shops and delis and I had delivery drivers going out and delivering and I started making good money from that and yeah it was really good. That's amazing uh, well done by the way congrats um, but how did you how did you get your like first product in a shop like just just for someone who's listening who wants to get their first big big customer big client was it a case of like calling around or did they come to you or how did that sort of dynamic work? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. So in like the very, very, very first when I was still in like the, when I still kind of had the idea, I was literally like going around to places, like going in. I had like leaflets and things. I was literally just pitching like then and then, just went in and spoke to them. Um, and obviously, you do get a lot of people that are like, I'm too busy, and, you know. But at that time, I hadn't experienced that much rejection at that time, so I was very like resilient. I just kept on going. Um, um, and then after I got it into bottles, um, it was a lot easier. I had the Peter Johnson behind me. I had some contacts there, which did help me to get into a few of the kind of the higher kind of retailer areas. Um, but yeah, I would literally just say, know like, know everything. So know like your profits, know the margins that they expect. So selling in some cafes and delis, for example, the margin that you offer is very different to retail. So the margins that they would take are like 20 to 30%. When you're going to retail, it's something like 50 to 70%. Wow. So this this is a this is a thing. So at the time I I really loved the idea of selling it in delis and cafes. I was making good money from it, so I had no reason to not. Um, and then I started getting like retail offers and things, but they wanted like the 50 to 70%. Um, so sometimes you can like see a product on the shelf in a retailer and think they must be making so much money but actually they're giving away a lot a higher percentage to be on that shelf so they're probably making like the same or if not less than someone who's selling the kind of delis and farm shops 
Um, but yeah, I would just say go in and just literally just pitch. Have really good branding because the brand, the value is definitely in the brand. Again, that's something that I didn't realise before. Um, yeah, have really good branding. Have a really good like story. Um, and just get yeah, know like your profits and your costs, especially when you're young. I feel like people don't want to give you the time, so you have to like force people to by showing that you know, you know what you should and what you do know. I was going to bring that up later on, in fact, but talking of branding, I noticed you set up a, a new like public Instagram recently. It seems like, yes. correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're you're sort of sort of putting that platform out there so you can sort of share yourself to the world so you can build your personal brand as well as like the actual yes. brand with and both look great by the way is that what yes. you're doing or have I got that mixed up yeah so um so basically so yeah I was selling in like the cafes and everything I was and deli shops and like smaller retailers and it was going really well but I was paying like delivery drivers go out and do things and um I was making good money so I had no reason to change but um it kind of, I kind of got to the point where I I did want to go into retail um, and I actually had so I basically um, done like a pitch with BBC Free um, where I got to pitch to the Sunnyman and um, there's still some things in the pipeline and that that's really exciting um, so I can't really say too much about that but he kind of that situation made me realise I needed to go into retail um so i basically pre kind of covid so around january took the decision to basically like stop what i was doing in terms of the cafes like literally cancel everything bear in mind i've built up loads of i've built up customer relationships i've done everything to get it into that kind of market that kind of luxury cafe you know and um i just decided that that wasn't the right way for the business um and i then had another opportunity with another big brand where they were going to create a limited edition version of my drink and I created some branding to basically do that opportunity um eventually that fell through but that personal branding calling it Sophie's Eyes Not Blend and kind of talking about the young entrepreneur side of things really then helped me to sell in terms of retail because in retail you need to see they need to have something really eye-catching but also people like to people buy into the brand and that's what I kind of realized is that that's what you need to do especially if you're a young entrepreneur because you have that story um so yeah the reason why I started that kind of personal branding is because I've rebranded to put my product into retail and I'm going to be launched into a high street retailer um, end of August, September. But I honestly think the reason why we've been getting so many retailers, especially recently, is because of the new branding and because it's very personable. And I honestly think that is the way to go. It's mad, isn't it, how powerful like branding is, like, and how I I'm almost glad you you made that change because it just shows that you, it's never too late to sort of switch things up, even if it's completely yeah. mixing up your branding, changing the name a lot and even changing like your, your the people you're targeting as well so i think that's a good message that you can you can literally just switch things up if the time is right oh i literally it was like the biggest like it was such a big risk because i was making good money from selling it in that kind of luxury market but it just it, i i knew that was not going to be the future um and yeah like I, I and i i was so attached to that branding as well so any other advice that someone would give me, 
I would take on board and I would be like, is this, you know, relevant? But when it came to the branding, it was good for like cafes and things, but it wasn't good for retail. And I would never take anything on that brand. I was so attached to it. And I think because I started so young, I was very attached to my branding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I literally took a massive risk because I built up so many relations. I had a business model that was working and making me good money. And then I decided to basically stop and then start online. And then the online sales that I made in like January, I think was when I properly started doing it online with the new branding and the sales were just absolutely crazy. And I never, ever thought that I would make so much money online. <laughs> I kind of, I, yeah, I didn't think, I always thought it was more that kind of luxury cafe, delis, that market, especially for my kind of product. But honestly, I did, and to be fair, like compared to some people, when I first started doing it online, I didn't really market it as much as I should have done. And honestly, like the sales were just crazy. And I, I, I'm really, I wish I would have done that from the beginning because it's such an easy model. I don't have to pay delivery drivers to go out and do everything. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love it now. And then now, yeah, we're launching into um, a high street retailer um, end of August, September. And then um, we've got another one which we launched into in January. So it was definitely a risk that paid off. And it could have gone the other way. I could have lost everything. But like you said, we're still young. So I thought if I don't do it now, I'm going to regret it. And I, I always think, what if, what if I could have gone to that next level with my business? So, yeah, I'm definitely glad I've done it. But online is definitely, it's crazy how much you can make online. And sometimes you don't even realise it. You just have a lot less overhead. So it's just crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't think it for like a drink. You'd think that would be only in store. Yeah. Thing. I wouldn't even, like personally, if I was to start one, if you told me to start, yeah, exactly. uh, think about putting it online as much, I'd think I put it online as a backup, but I'll focus more on stores. But yeah, you're right. It, exactly. it's both ways, isn't it? And, and you're retaining that part. You're not giving away. I mean, when I walked into retail, I am going to be losing a bit, but I've, that's going to be creating my brand awareness. So I definitely want to go into retail. Um, and I'm really excited about that. But in terms of online, you're not having to give any percentage away. You're keeping 100% of yourself. And especially, I mean, now I'm getting into kind of like advertising a little bit more online. But if you've got that from the beginning, you know, it's crazy how much you can actually make. It's just mental. Yeah, it is. And so tell us more about the product. Obviously, the name sort of says it all, but if you don't mind telling us a bit more about, about the actual product itself. Yeah, so it's called Sophie's Ice Nut Blend. Um, so it incorporates two um, vegan nut milks um, with iced coffee. So it's a hazelnut and coconut luxury drink with iced coffee. Um, and then we also have some other flavours, which are turmeric and rose. Um, and yeah, we're going to be launching into a high street retailer end of August slash September. Um, so yeah, there's three products in the range. You've got the original, you've got the turmeric, and then you've got the rose. Um, they satisfy the vegan market if you're intolerant to dairy like me. Um, even if you want to give up dairy, because often with dairy, it, it can um, give you kind of... It, it contributes to kind of acne and spots and things. So a lot of people go off dairy and they see a massive difference. Um, and yeah, it's gluten free. Um, yeah, it's just, it satisfies all those markets which are really growing now. Um, and it's just a, a really good tasting drink, if I do say so myself. Um, but yeah, like it, yeah it's an it, it, amazing drink, so do try it. And I think you're right there, like it's definitely, this market is definitely going to get bigger and bigger because as people sort of 
head towards the, the vegetarian, vegan ideology mm. and they look at sort of what goes into milk. I don't know if you've done that already. I don't want to put people off, but normal milk like from a cow is just like, it's not a nice process. Yeah. It's terrible like in every sense and stuff. So it's like, it's good that you're switching it up a bit. Yeah. And even like what you said there, so that's what can sometimes contribute to getting spots and acne and things because you're consuming all the hormones from that mother cow. Yeah. Um, and it's not even just like, it's just a healthier way to live. Even if you don't have intolerances or allergies, there's a reason why everyone's going vegan. It's just, you do feel so much better when you live up like a plant-based diet. You really, really do. Um, and again, like when I first started, I originally had milk in the product. So I've developed it into like a vegan drink because I've seen these trends and yeah, it's just, it, veganism is definitely the way to go. Um, yeah. No, definitely. And you, I was listening to you, I think on BBC radio, um, and you're talking about like being a young entrepreneur and the issues of that, especially being a, a young female entrepreneur. But before mm -hmm. we go on to how did that BBC radio appearance come about? Again, was it you putting yourself out there or did, did it sort of fall, fall onto you? Yeah, so I really put myself out there. So what happened prior to that? So this kind of helped me want to rebrand as well. It's kind of a long story, but I was meant to be launching a retail product. Instead of doing it myself, I was meant to be launching a retail product slash side of my business with like a... Um, so I got into kind of learning about licensing, which is basically when you sell the rights to your branding, your branding colours to a company, and then they basically like create a product but using your branding mm. so because I didn't want to at the time didn't want to give up the whole deli type stuff I thought that would be the best way to go and I had meetings with again put myself out there had meetings with like Cafe Nero the managing director like big companies I had a lot of meetings with kind of big manager, manager directors and I thought if I could just get myself in front of them I can then pitch the idea um, and I eventually got a meeting with this company who sell in all retailers and they have a limited edition drink on like a regular a regular basis. And I pitched them the idea that they would create for young entrepreneurs, Sophie's Ice Nut Blend, um, which is where the name kind of came from, um, kind of limited edition. And they were a coffee company that were yet to go into nut milks. Um, really thought that opportunity was going to happen, went back and forth. Um, and then I got an email like months after, really believed this was going to happen. Um, the way it was said to me was like they were basically going to do it, it just needed to be signed off. Um, and then that I got an email basically saying, we think this is adorable. Um, and like just kind of a few words, which I'd never... <laughs> so I'd gone through this massive process of pitching back and forth. It wasn't like I they just replied to that one email. It was a massive process. I've gone through a process with the managing director supporting me as well. And then their kind of marketing team rejected it and said, Oh, sorry. Um bearing in mind it had been certified by the global team as well. So I had no reason to think it wasn't going to go ahead. And then I got an email basically saying that like, this is the response, and it basically said that like, this is a bit really we think this is adorable. And that really stuck in my mind. And I was like, this just is, I, I felt like it was an age thing. Yeah. Um, and I have previously felt it before, um, but just kind of got on with it until that moment. And I was just like, it, I've lost out on a really big opportunity from my perspective because that, because they probably didn't trust me because of my age. Like, I don't know if that was the truth, but that's how I felt. 
Um, so yeah, I then wanted to go on women's hour. So I literally just emailed them and said, this is what's happened. I want to talk about it. Um, and then I got on and then I started speaking about the whole kind of obstacles with like young female entrepreneurs. Um, and then I got loads of um, like messages and things like that, um, just agreeing with me and really supportive. And then um, I then started doing like regular BBC Essex stuff as well, just speaking about everything with BBC Essex. But I've done a few episodes on like young entrepreneurs with BBC Essex as well. Nice. Um, and that all helps to not only promote you as a person, your personal brand, but also your business as well. So yeah, that I'm kind of glad that situation happened because. I got rejected, but I also got my new brand in, and then I also got that kind of radio aspect. So that was really good. Yeah, at least you sort of spun it into a positive. And you also spoke to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you also spoke to Joe Fairley as well, is it? The owner of Green and Green and Blacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was that like? Because she's obviously at like an unbelievable level. So to have yeah. someone like that give you advice, that must have been amazing, right? Yeah, so yeah, she's obviously an amazing person. Um, and yeah, it's really good to speak to someone who is like kind of in the food and drink industry, um, who also has a few of the same kind of, or had the same sort of problems. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting to see like who agrees with you and who doesn't in terms of that aspect. But I think everyone has had, I think everyone when you're at like a certain age has had that situation where like you do feel like you're missing out on opportunities because people don't take you seriously. Um, so yeah it was kind of good to speak to her about that get her opinions of that and yeah it is something it just proves it is something that everyone experiences and she also said something as well that like just stood out for me not only because like if you feel like you're belittled because of your age or your gender but she also said if you feel almost like inferior because you haven't got the full entrepreneurial package she said you shouldn't beat yourself up because you don't have that natural ability and she was talking about like having the ability to sell and then to do the marketing and then to do like the finance and to do every single element. And I think that was so refreshing for, for someone like that to, to say it's okay, mm. not the full package, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think most people are like, either very financial, very, um, yeah, very kind of financial and other people have like, that's why businesses are businesses and they have more than one person in it because you need more than you need two sides. Um, but I also do think that that's something that you grow with time and you can develop as well. I do think you can develop that yourself. Um, and I think she was a lot older when she started growing with that. So the good thing is, when you're younger, you have that then time to develop that side as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely something. Yeah, it's definitely when you're young, you're just going to start, aren't you? And you're just going to do it. And at least you've done it and you've not waited for like years, and, you know. So yeah. No, exactly. And I, I think it was Joe or it was someone on the panel that mentioned as well, like the fact that women almost not feel obliged, but they feel like they want to like, I know it, sound, it sounds uh, quite silly, but they're actually wearing high heels, literally wearing high heels to sort of yeah. into the investors eyes, like because they're typically men. And I thought, how yeah, was so that experience yeah, that? that? Yeah, I mean, that was actually one of my points that we had a chat before the show. Um, mm. But that was actually one of my points. So when I actually spoke to Wimmerdale originally, I actually said that the, 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 about wearing heels and the pressure to wear heels. So that was actually one of my points. Um, but yeah, like I had seen it before where like um, someone that I knew, um, like I'd actually seen the situation and she was in quite a high powered job. And um, there is that pressure to, 
it's, it's scientifically proven that like obviously naturally men are typically taller than women naturally um and if someone's looking down on you it's, it's like a, it's psychologically proven i can't remember the fact now but um it's psychologically proven that they do kind of look it is proven that they look down on you and um i can't remember the fact now because it was such a long time ago um but yeah basically that was kind of proven that you do get looked down on and there is that pressure to wear heels um for females and when you're the same height as someone um you get more respect that was the fact when you're when you're the same height as someone you get more respect because they're literally looking level to your eyes so then when they're looking down on you they're literally looking down on you um but yeah i can't remember the exact fact it was such a long time ago but it was basically proven um and i'd seen situations where people that i knew that were in kind of like the high power jobs that it was mainly male oriented like they felt that pressure and i just think it's a shame really um yeah talking of tall men uh, obviously you mentioned peter jones <laughs> at the very beginning of this and he is like yeah very tall um, so how did you you mentioned it briefly but how did you find that whole process and you also mentioned about knowing like when you go into retails and, and the delis and stuff you need to know your numbers you know need to know your margins and I guess that was even more of the case when talking to Peter Jones because he's relentless you know yeah so um you really did have to know like at the time um I was obviously like, selling delis and that, so I I did know my margins but I didn't know I kind of knew, like, I think as long as you can show in that kind of situation that, you, that you're profitable, which at that time my product definitely was very, very profitable. It had really, really good margins. So I think as long as you show that, that's, that's enough at that age as well. Um, but yeah, just as, like, again with me, like finance is not my strong point. Um, but because it's not my strong point, I put more effort into it. So I actually like my like if someone asked me my margins, I could say straight away because I, I know everything about that side of it now because I've I've had to and you when you're not good at something you put more effort into it. So I think with me at that time, like I definitely knew my margins, I definitely knew my prices. I put more effort into knowing that for that pitch than anything else. Um, but yeah, I was very very nervous um, on that pitch. I had like a moment where I completely forgot what I was saying um and then I got back on track um but yeah that was a very for like my that was a very nerve-wracking situation but I'm so glad that I did it looking back because it's like giving me the confidence with any other pitch like if I can get through that I can get through anything <laughs> so yeah um really good experience um and at the end of the day like you just have to put yourself out there as much as possible um and you're going to learn from any situation any experience anyway but yeah so the process of applying as well to get to that stage was like such a long process so many back and forths um and yeah so i was glad to just be there um and yeah it was a great experience yeah and i think like we said before just putting yourself out there you know like they obviously know that you're young in terms of your age mm -hmm. and your process and like your your uh timeline in your career and stuff like that and with the, yeah. the they're, they're going to be accepting you know? they're not going to be so horrible um so i think it, it's sort of reassuring that you the fact that we are young because to a certain extent we can almost make mistakes and people will be accepted yeah like, okay no exactly 100%. Like, yeah even though it can be sort of uh patronizing like oh he's young don't worry he's making mistakes it does sort of give you that leeway and like you said if there's something you don't know you've got time to figure it out like the finances so you can double down on the finances 
and yeah you can work everything mm-hmm. out and yeah you know you're, i think everything everything's chilled out at, at this age you know it can be so chilled out yeah definitely no i agree like the younger you can start just kind of start and if you when you make mistakes like i, I kind of think as well though like with, with experience like, even if people do kind of say like oh you know you're you're not as experienced i always say if you start like a business at like 20 and then you're then 25 you've got five years experience that is the same as if you're 35 and you started at 30 you've got you know five years experience so i think that there is still that judgment there but yeah like if, if there, sh- there shouldn't be but there is that judgment there but um yeah you just got to start as long as you can make as many mistakes as you can and then learn from it and also just like keep your i would say one thing is like really keep your mindset so that's something that i really didn't have so like when i used to make mistakes when i was really really young i used to like um because it's proven that if you're like really emotionally attached to something a situation you remember it more it affects you more mm-hmm. so like when i would make not little mistakes but big mistakes um like even that moment where i did make that one mistake and i've got myself back on track but because i made that mistake like that it kept on like replaying in my head and things so i wish i had a better mindset at that age um and i was just very positive and just really i I wish i was more positive thinking and really believed in myself a little bit more because i don't really think now i look back on that i didn't really believe in myself so i think just get your mindset right if you don't know like what business you want to do or anything you're never going to waste time if you work on your mindset it's only going to help you. So I would say just get your mindset done straight away. Under, like really understand yourself and your strengths and weaknesses, which I don't think you do at that age. Um, and that's just going to help you no matter what business you do. So yeah, mindset, definitely. No, definitely. And I think it's important for people like you who are doing great things to come on, come on a platform like this where young people will be listening and they'll just understand that it is okay to to start off young and sort of make the mistakes be a bit, a bit naive even in terms of what you're doing it's yeah. okay you like within a year like I know for, for myself and it seems like what you're saying like within a year or so you change so much you learn so much and you just become a, mm-hmm. a more developed person so I think firstly thank you for sort of uh, doing what you're doing because it's a great example for everyone else and especially people like me you know I feel like I should have been, I should have started a lot earlier on. So for me, it sort of made me want to put my foot on the gas a bit more and keep at it a bit a bit more, you know. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. That's all right. Um, so what what's next for you then? We've sort of spoken about your whole journey. You know, you're so proactive, and you sort of you you seem to know where you're going. So what's next for you? You mentioned the big retailer that you've got coming up soon. So yeah, what else is coming up for you? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited. So, um, yeah, launching for that retailer um, end of August slash September. Um, and then I've got another retailer in January. So it's going to be just building. I want to build my personal brand a little bit more. I want to do some more kind of radio stuff. So I really enjoy doing that. Um, but in terms of the business, it's going to be getting as many retailers as possible. Um, really excited about the launch. Um, so, yeah, I suppose it's going to be being as many retailers as possible. I've also got another kind of side of my business slash concept launching around December as well. Um, so I'm really excited to see how that goes. But yeah, at the moment, I'm just like loving my online sales at the moment and just excited to launch really. Just excited to see it in this high street retailer because yeah, it's just a dream come true. So yeah, I'm really excited. 
Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm going to buy some, um, I'm going to buy a package after this anyway. So, you, you and final question um, before I, I let you have, have the floor to yourself what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be known as in the many years to come when, it, when it's all said and done? Well, I, do you know what? Someone asked me that recently as well. I really didn't know how to answer. Um, I suppose I've never really thought about it like past kind of my business, but I suppose what I actually really want to do is kind of like what you're doing, but I want to just help young entrepreneurs. So in the future, what I'd really want to do is just give those support to other people. And if, if the mistakes that you can make or like the rejection that you've been through can help one person it's worth it so i think i want to be remembered as someone who can really like help other young entrepreneurs um so yeah i think that's my legacy i just really want to help young business owners and people who are starting out no definitely i think you're you're more than qualified to do that as well so yeah i look forward to sort of seeing you in that space and um, the floor is now yours if there's anything you'd like to say to the people listening anything you'd like them to go and do any anywhere you'd like them to go please do let them know now yeah, um, so my website is www.sophiesicenutblend.com um, and you can get all my Instagram accounts from there. So it's just at sophiesicenutblend. And yeah, just uh, try the product, keep an eye out because I'll be launching the retailers very, very soon. And yeah, just thank you for having me on as well. It's been a great chat with you. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and hopefully, I'm sure people listening will, will be um, well motivated, well inspired as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Lovely to speak to you. You too. See you.